Hello and welcome to D23 Inside Disney, the show that gives you a look at the latest Disney news and a peek at the people who make the magic at the Walt Disney Company. I'm D23's Jeffrey Epstein. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And we're your hosts who will take you Inside Disney. Hey guys, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Yay, my Always. favorite part of the week. I know. I love it. Aww. I miss you guys the other six days. <laughs> but then I listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, that's like I'm with them. It's like we're still together. That yeah. is true. Well, I'm very excited about today's guest, Graham Phillips, who is going to play Prince Eric in The Wonderful World of Disney Presents The Little Mermaid Live on ABC. Yes. yes. Coming November 5th, right? Yes. I can't wait. So soon. But before then, Candace, we had some pretty cool Disney stuff happen this week, although I think you may win coolest. To me, she's a Disney legend, and she's a Disney Channel legend. I got to hang out with Selena Gomez last week at no Radio way. Disney. Yeah, she randomly dropped two songs, so she came by the studio to talk about those songs, and it was really funny because right at the beginning of the interview, she was just outside with Gary Marsh and a bunch of people at Disney Channel, and they were kind of reminiscing on her days of doing the Disney Channel wand ID. That's like the technical term for, I'm Selena oh, Gomez, and you're watching. I never knew what it was called. Yeah, that's what they call it. And, like, everyone's been going back recently. I feel like it's been a pop culture thing with, like, Lizzie McGuire and watching people, you know, Hillary Duff do her wand ID. But Selena mentioned that she did it three times, and that was, like, a dream come true for her. <laughs> Not just landing a Disney Channel lead in a show, but also doing the wand yeah, ID. Yeah, that's so. iconic. I love that. I yeah. love that. She's so great, though. She always comes back to Radio Disney where everything started for her. So, shout out to Selena. Uh, and she's from Texas, too, right? She is. Love that. <laughs> And I got to see a singer who's pretty awesome as well, the fantastic Casey Levy. She's playing Elsa in Frozen on Broadway right now. She did a show out here. She is amazing. She also did a fantastic version of Let It Go, like a really cool new arrangement that I'd never heard before. And you can still see her, Emma Pal, Patty Murin, in Frozen on Broadway. They're in the show into February of this coming year. Good to know. And speaking of the new year, Disneyland just announced... Lunar New Year's coming back to Disney California Adventure in January. It's going to be 24 days. I love this. I don't know if you guys have been. Have you I been? I have before? not, no, but, but I, I saw will. pictures of the food and oh man. The food is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And they do Mulan's Lunar New Year procession. It's oh, very wow. cool. I love Mulan. It's Ooh. very fun. And they also confirmed that the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival is coming back on February 28th. Oh, yeah. More very, food. Very, more food. <laughs> more food. It, kids can do this hands-on cooking experience with Chef Goofy. But I kind of feel like we should all go down and try it ourselves. We are like, children. We should do it with yes. Goofy. <laughs> children at heart. I think that that works. It counts. Speaking of more food. More food. Because who doesn't like more food? They just announced a whole slew of sweets and desserts now available at Walt Disney World Resort. The list is so long, it would take like five episodes of the podcast to get through it. But I'm just going to like highlight a few. I'm available. I'm ready. Yeah, I need some chocolate offerings. (laughs) So first up, I don't know how we're going to get there in time, but we're going to have to figure this out because the Kringla Bakery... They're doing a four-pack mini spirit cupcakes. If you look at the photos online, go to the Parks blog. They are so delicious looking, especially Mm. the vanilla with vanilla buttercream. I'm a big buttercream person. Mm. Then we can just walk over from there to the Yacht and Beach Clubs where you can get the dark sea chocolate cake. Cupcake crawl. I'm hearing this. Uh, This is good. Then go back to my favorite hotel, the Contemporary Resort, where you can get a pumpkin spiced donut tart. Ooh. Pumpkin spice donut tart. I'm These just are all the things. It's like I a love. combination of magic in your mouth. Yeah, yes. I'm in so. for it. They're going to be rolling out desserts throughout the month of November, so be on the lookout. 
and be prepared to burn off a few extra calories walking around the park because otherwise, oh my, oh my. Mm. Jeffrey, that sounds pretty out of this world. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know what else sounds out of this world? What? Earth to Ned, a new series coming to Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus launches November 12th, but I am so excited for this series. So the premise of it is pretty crazy. So we've got this alien, Ned, he's the star of the show, and his lieutenant, Cornelius, and they've been sent to Earth to scout it for a potential invasion. Oh. Ew. But don't worry. I hate when that happens. I, I mean, yeah, everyday occurrence. Not to worry, though, because they get distracted by... Of they do. <laughs> by the Shiny objects. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by, by the frozen cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> by Earth's most precious commodity, according to them, celebrities oh. so they have their talk show they talk to celebrities and basically become obsessed with pop culture i can't wait to see who the guests are i mean it sounds like it's going to be stellar <laughs> <laughs> i like what you did there thank you we're working with the jim henson company to produce this show which means we're working with jim henson's creature shop which i mean that's amazing that the Muppets. is 101 Dalmatians. They've done so many cool creatures and brought movie magic to life so i cannot wait to see it in earth today a lot of magic coming to life on Disney Plus. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know how you guys feel about Lizzie McGuire, but I feel like <laughs> we have all the feels. This is like when this comes out. I feel like we're just going to be having a watching party for yes. it because we're just going to have all the throwback feels. And I don't know if you guys saw the photo, but Hillary Duff reunited with her castmates for the first time in 15 years. They did a read through for the first episode, and the McGuire family is intact. So this is good, good to, know. to know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. If you don't know, the new story picks up. Lizzie's about to turn 30. She has a dream job. She's an assistant in New York City. She's got her dream guy. I mean, this is like rom-com sounding, like the perfect apartment in Brooklyn. We're going to see her navigating adulthood. And of course, her family's going to help. And her 13-year-old alter ego in the animated form. So that's going to be sort of the consistent thing here between Lizzie McGuire. Something else coming to Disney Plus that I'm very excited about. This is the first collaboration between ESPN and Disney Plus. So this is a docuseries called Becoming and it's produced by LeBron James. So this is going to take you through the stories of world-class entertainers, musicians, and athletes and they're going to go back to their hometowns in the series and kind of see like what their story was to becoming a superstar. So I can tell you guests are going to include Anthony Davis, Caleb McLaughlin, Candace Parker, and Nick Cannon. I don't know if we're going to see anything from LeBron in the series himself But I'm very excited about it. We're so excited today to have Prince Eric himself on the show with us. Graham Phillips will be playing the role in The Wonderful World of Disney Presents The Little Mermaid Live on ABC November 5th. Welcome to the show, Graham. Welcome. (laughs) We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here. I feel like we've been talking about this Little Mermaid Live forever, even before I think the casting was announced. But take us back to the Little Mermaid for you from the beginning. What do you remember about that first time with the Little Mermaid? Well, I think I was like five years old the first time I saw it. And uh, it's like, honestly, it's the first Disney film I remember watching. And for some reason, (laughs) the thing that really stuck with me was the transition between like the above water world into the under the sea world at the very beginning of the film i don't know if you remember there's this uh moment with the dolphins and the ship comes comes on and you get all the sailors singing their song fathoms below and then this fish you know flops off the deck and then takes you down below and 
for some reason, of all things, that's what stuck in my five-year-old mind. <laughs> and I was so happy when we started working on this because I realized that one of the things they're doing, you know, when that's a multimedium format and they're transitioning back and forth to and from the original film, one of the transitions is we're using like a, a flopping fish in our, you know, real human world that falls off our ship and then takes us back into the the film. So I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you first find out that you were cast as Prince Eric? What was that like? Well, I knew that there was a bunch of Little Mermaid stuff going on with the film and the live broadcast. So I was like, why don't I just do a tape of me singing her voice? I had my brother film it and I got into the, the whole, you know, wardrobe with the white, you know, the white shirt and all that business. Totally Disney bounding for his audition. <laughs> yeah, I made sure the branding was was on point. And um, so I sent it off and then I got the call that I needed to go in for a meeting with a few people, Don, who runs music at ABC and a couple other people. And so I went in and it was a pretty early audition. It was like at nine or something. I sang it and they pretty much gave me the role in the room, which has wow. never happened to me wow. ever, which I felt kind of bad about because they were seeing other people <laughs> throughout the rest of the day. But, um, you know, I only felt so bad for a while. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you gave us a little bit of a hint of the multimedia. What else can we expect when we watch the show? Well, it's hard to really help you out with expectations because it's sort of an extravagant, spectacular sort of setup we have. I just saw the set for the first time yesterday, actually. I'd seen the pre-visualizations and everything, but this is the first time that the real deal has superseded all the, the previs stuff. I mean, it's really an ornate set. It's, you know, the lighting's unbelievable. There's these incredible screens that come in and out. The costumes are insane, and there's these aerial dancers, and there's a really unique relationship that we have with the audience because they're active participants of the show in the sense that when the set transforms to a different place, for instance, the the Blue Lagoon for the Kiss the Girl scene, the audience puts on these hats that sort of look like lily pads. So they sort of transform into the surface of the water, and some of them will be holding up cattails and whatnot. <laughs> cool. um, I find that really, really awesome because, you know, the best shows are the ones that you feel like you're a part of, even if you're in the audience. So we're literally making them a part of it. Yeah. I love it. I also love that you guys are filming on the lot. The original Little you Mermaid are? animated film like ties so closely to the lot. So the fact that you're doing the special here on the lot is really awesome. Yeah, this is my first time, I think, shooting on this lot. And it's been my, you know, I've been to plenty of auditions here and whatnot. But this is the first time that anything I've sh- shot has actually been on the lot. And it's such a cool lot with all the Disney iconography everywhere and, you know, the the hedges that look like different characters. And it's just, you can get lost in it. It's like a theme park of its own. So I, I love it. So how have rehearsals been? Because I feel like it must be tough as a performer preparing for one night of live television. You mentioned before you even started the interview that you were wearing this humidifier mask just to preserve your voice. Yeah, the prep is definitely interesting. Um, I feel really secure about you know, the show itself, we're in such good hands with RJ and Nick doing the choreo and Hamish directing. And it's just, they make us feel very, very secure. You know, once you've, you're like, okay, I got it 100%. And they're like, okay, great. Well, well, let's do it again. Just, you know, <laughs> just for the hell of it. I'd say that the prep for me is more just, you know, mentally making sure I'm not getting, you know, spooked or whatever, because you can, you can so easily get lost in all the things that could go wrong and rob yourself of the delight of actually what you know yeah. what you're doing and you're able to share with people. 
and you know nobody wants to see a, a nervous prince that doesn't happen in the disney universe so, uh, <laughs> True. so making sure that that doesn't happen <laughs> So in the Broadway version of The Little Mermaid, Prince Eric sings. In the movie version, he sadly doesn't sing. Will we get to hear you sing? Yes, yes, you are going to get to hear me sing. Woo-hoo. I do. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My big solo number is one of the songs that was in the Broadway musical that Alan wrote for that called Her Voice, which is such a beautiful song. I'm so happy that I'm getting to do it. I feel like, and of course I'm a little biased, I feel like it's an important side of the story. You know, obviously this is hands down Ariel's story, but um, it's kind of neat to think about, you know, the fact that Prince Eric is going through a lot of similar things that Ariel's going through. You know, she comes from a rather tight-knit sort of castle of her own, and she's not really allowed to go off and explore and, you know, reach out and see the new things in the world that she wants to experience and you know it's alluded to the fact that prince eric is going through the same thing you know he's there's a reason why he's out on a ship and not in the castle walls you know he feels feels most alive when he's out exploring uncharted waters and he's constantly reminded of all the duties of being a prince and all those responsibilities and so it's kind of neat that ariel and eric meet each other at this time where they're both sort of looking for the same thing and trying to find you know love and understanding in the other in the unknown which i think is a really beautiful message especially for you know right now totally i'm a big fan of that song so i'm very excited and glad you used it for your audition yeah <laughs> <laughs> the cast is amazing can you talk a little bit about working with ali'i queen latifah shaggy john stamos everyone i've actually met ali'i and john before we have the same singing teacher eric vitro who's amazing i had the pleasure of watching John rehearse a few days ago and he's just bringing such a such a crazy energy to <laughs> Chef Louie I mean it's like he man it's like he really becomes like a psychotic chef and it's been so entertaining to watch and Ali'i working with her is just an absolute dream I mean she's got these expressive eyes and she's able to convey her emotions in such a delicate and not pushed way when she's singing that I think is kind of rare, you know, for someone to wear their emotions on their sleeve like that when they sing and not get too caught up with how they sound. So we have this one duet called If Only. I don't actually think that it was a duet originally in the the Broadway show, but it's been rearranged, so it's just me and her. And it's been really exciting to just work with her voice, you know, singing at the same time and sort of matching that hypnotic energy that she brings when she sings yeah you're from orange county um yeah <laughs> did you go to disneyland a lot growing up being that close uh i did actually um so i'm from laguna beach originally and what's kind of exciting is that um so i have an eight-year-old niece and a four-year-old nephew stella and owen so stella is going to be coming to the live show and she actually i just took her to disneyland like a week and a half ago and then i just got reached out to by the disney folks that you know they wanted to take me on to disneyland for a you know a a really special guided tour with you know whoever i wanted to bring and i'm like there you go great i'm gonna go again (laughs) with stella (laughs) (laughs) so she's totally being spoiled but uh i think now's probably the time what is your favorite attraction at disneyland what could you ride a hundred times in a row 
I don't know why, but Pirates of the Caribbean is just okay. by oh. far my favorite I ride. I sense a water theme in your, <laughs> your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, from, from Laguna Beach to, to Prince Eric to Pirates. I love a good narrative ride. I think it's great. I, I love It's a Small World just for you know the art of it and just something kind of interesting. So the house I actually got two years ago, I saw it and I fell in love with it. It was totally quirky and like sort of mixes like Japanese like Shinto style with like just an old like 30s Hollywood vibe and I found out that the original two owners were Lee and Mary Blair. Wow. You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you live in Lee and Mary Blair's house? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is a small world after all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So she designed the It's a Small World and all you know did all wow. the concept art for Peter Pan and it's I mean she's just such a legend and um my mom actually got me one of her paintings this last Christmas. Wow. Uh, and on the back, it says the address of the house I'm in Whoa. because the top floor was their studio that That's they crazy. did their, their work There's got to be hidden stuff like in the closet or like some sort of like <laughs> test painting <laughs> area. Some or prototype. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm looking <laughs> for Color it. matching. Oh, Start no. peeling up those floorboards. Let's right? find it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. So Disneyland, back to Disneyland. We've got your favorite attractions. Is there a go-to snack anytime you go to the park? I'm a churro guy, so that's, yeah, I'll, I'll have like two, three churros on any given time <laughs> over there, and then that's the only negative experience I ever have related to Disney is like the stomachache coming back from Disney, <laughs> <laughs> but it's well totally worth, worth it. it. There's the new um, s'more churro. Ooh. Oh, don't tell me like that. It's like a churro <laughs> with marshmallow and chocolate. And it's yeah. You oh, gotta take cracker. Stella to get that one. Well, I mean, yeah, well one I'm going back this weekend, so yeah. I'll, I'll sniff it out. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're so excited about the Little Mermaid Live. But before we let you go, we ask all of our guests at the end of the show, "What's your favorite Disney memory?" Honestly, I think it's got to be taking Stella when she was six years old to Disney for the first time and taking her on the teacup ride and just seeing her face light up like I had never seen anyone's face light up. Aww. It was, it was just. It was beautiful. It reminded me of me when I was doing those same sort of things. And it's just, it warmed my heart, you know, getting to share it with the next generation, which is kind of what this whole Little Mermaid thing is all about. Yeah. Wow. That's a good people watching ride, by the way. If you're just there in line, because <laughs> everyone, you're seeing that experience of people riding it the first time so many times. Totally. If you can keep, you know, your vision from getting too blurry as you get dizzy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. We can't wait to see The Little Mermaid live and to hear you sing. It's going to be amazing. Well, thank you, guys. This was fun. He's going to crush it. Yeah. I oh, can yeah. Tell. I can't wait. You can tell by his speaking voice that he is a phenomenal singer. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like I can't wait. Totally. I'm going to creep over to rehearsals, guys. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but before you go, for all the latest Disney news, make sure to check out d23.com. And if you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please feel free to subscribe or like or share. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week for another episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.